Hello, hello, and welcome to And What Did We Learn? Um, I'm just going to give you a straight heads up here. It's just me today, guys. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> That's where I'll end the, the sentence. Um, I am trying a few different things. For one, I have a lot of projects in the works, but this one is my baby, and I don't want to let it go. Um, and I also feel like it's an opportunity for me to get more content out. I'm still going to have guests because I feel that's the way in which I'm most effective or the show is most effective. Um, however, that doesn't mean that, you know, I can't create content on my own. Uh, so, and you know, another reason behind wanting to um, try this out is just that I want to add more content to my Patreon. And, um, you know, obviously it's easier to, to make more content when you only have to schedule yourself. <laughs> um, and before I get started, um, just wanted to talk a little bit about that Patreon and what's coming up. So it's been brought to my attention by my first an amazing patron Kim that uh, when you search for my show on Patreon, it's not coming up uh, for whatever reason, not a huge shocker. Um, you know, I'm doing what I can, but in the meantime, I'm just going to shout out the actual uh, web address as much as I can. So it's patreon.com slash a W D W L. So what's up there already are a few episodes um, of chopped in the background and some video episodes uh, and what is going to be added are basically more episodes like this one that I'm recording right now. So as you'll see in the title, when you download this um, today's episode is about my strange addiction, which, you know, it's very similar to intervention in the sense that it's, you know, it's a, it, it's a peek inside people, inside people's lives, people that have addictions, people that have um, psychological issue, usually a lot of trauma. Uh, this is a shorter show than Intervention, of course. It's only 30 minutes per episode. Um, but I thought, after doing this one for the main feed, uh, it would be really fun to do some more episodes for the Patreon. So you can expect um, bonus episodes that will be a lot like this one if you sign up for the Patreon. Um, another thing that I will be adding will be video episodes. Uh, some of this show, the video of this show being recorded, um, and some actually of <clears throat> my other show, Coast to Coast Cocktails, which I host with Justine of Did I Make That Up podcast. Uh, she and I are kind of podcast partners and we are working on our own network and she has no problem with me spilling some bonus content onto this Patreon in the meantime. So you'll get to see video, you'll get bloopers, all that fun stuff, but you'll also get to see and listen to full episodes, bonus episodes from me, um, bonus episodes from Coast to Coast Cocktails uh, when that comes up. We're talking about doing some uh, Friends coverage because we're both big Friends heads, uh, among other things. So there's a lot, lot to look forward to. Um, and without further ado, let's get into, um, well, actually, here's another one more ado. Um, I am officially not <clears throat> in isolation anymore, but I did, in case you've been listening, you might have heard, if you've heard me on um, coast to coast, you've heard me mention that I, as a matter of fact, yeah, I did uh, catch COVID and it was really um, sucky, but I'm lucky. Oh, I did not plan that rhyme. 
Um, it sucked. It still kind of sucks. Uh, but it's been, you know, over two weeks, or it's been at least two weeks since I was exposed. It's been 12 days since symptoms started. I've been, you know, doing everything you're supposed to do, talk to all the doctors a million times. And thankfully, my symptoms, you know, are going away, uh, except that I still can't smell anything, which is so insane. It's a neurological thing. It's not nothing to do with your nose being clogged. So um, I have no idea when that's going to come back. Um, so that sucks. I can't tell if anything smells bad or good, which um, I'm realizing how much I depend on. I mean, how do you know if something's like bad before you taste it? You smell it. <laughs> right? So now Kyler has to smell everything for me. Um, but anyway, so you'll, I'm sure you'll hear in my voice, I'm clearing my throat and all that fun stuff. Um, so I apologize for that. <clears throat> but uh, that's my explanation. It's getting better. I'm getting better. I'm okay. Um, but that is a fact. It's something that happened and I wasn't gonna talk about it that much. Um, but then I realized like, it's not like, I didn't, I didn't break any rules. I didn't get it by breaking rules. So what happened, you know, was, I guess, took an extremely low calculated risk. And unfortunately, someone got sick and they got tested. So I found out right away. Um, this was all through work and I work for myself as a therapist. And so I do have to come in contact with people. And so even though I was wearing a mask, this happened. Um, anyway, uh, but that doesn't mean I don't believe in the masks. It, it was because... Yeah, I don't want to give away too many details, but it was just because of this client being a child with a runny nose because of crying. Um, so fluids, woo! And obviously didn't know she was sick at the time. It was a pushing incident. She got pushed. She wasn't... Okay, I don't know why I'm talking about this still. Um, <laughs> this is why I need other people to cut me off. Okay, so anyway, now without further ado, let's get into the episode of My Strange Addiction. So this is actually episode three from season one. <clears throat> and uh, so it takes place in 2011, aired on January 5th, 2011. So not that that's hugely relevant, except in the fashion. Um, but anyway, this show, in case you don't know, I mean, it is what it sounds like. It, I think I'm pretty sure every single episode follows two totally separate people, two totally separate addictions. Um, it's an empty. Um, no, it's not an MTV show. Who makes this show? Um, I'm thinking of True Life. True Life is an MTV show. This one, I think, is A&E. Um, again, doesn't matter. Um, and in this case, we're following two people. Crystal, who's 44 and is addicted to, quote, a household cleanser. I'm just going to just so you kind of understand what's happening here. It's very clearly Comet, like the green, you know, the green tube that has the holes on the top you shake them out and it looks like parmesan cheese but it's like for sure is not parmesan cheese you clean your sink with it or whatever um i'm sure they didn't want to or couldn't use the, the actual brand name um so they call they keep saying a household cleanser which wouldn't sound so weird if they didn't keep putting the a in front of it but anyway so crystal's 44 and that's her addiction um and then we'll also be discussing Samantha, who's a 20-year-old. Both of these people, I believe, are in Michigan. Um, she's 20, and she's addicted to tanning, all forms of tanning, 
which might sound innocuous, but it's not. Um, one of the reasons I chose this episode to start with is not every single episode is um, as serious, I guess. There are some addictions that could potentially be harmful, but like are maybe more weird, weird than harmful or whatever, or less severe. But in both of these cases, these people are really, really, really harming their bodies. Um, so that's why I chose this episode because I just wanted to have some oomph when I started out and then I can, you know, we can get into like all the other types. And like I said, you know, there's at least three seasons on Prime for what, with which I can do bonus content. So I'm pretty excited. I really enjoy this show. Um, as listeners probably know already, I am a behavioral therapist. So these kind of behaviors and everything are fascinating to me. Um, and the behavioral modification that they try to implement is uh, is too. You know, we don't see them go through like a long course of inter intervening therapy. It's sort of still up to them at the end of the show. So without, let's start with Crystal and then I'm just going to, we're going to do, we're just going to talk about Crystal and then we'll talk about um, Samantha. I think if we talk about them separately, it'll just make more sense. And I'm not trying to, switch back and forth too much for for y'all but i do have clips because you know i love clips um so crystal i just want to say like she comes off as a very genuine caring kind person um i have nothing but sympathy for crystal you know we find out pretty early on that she was abused as a child um and she started consuming a little bit at a time obviously of comet or household cleanser at the age of 12 so that was like right after the sexual abuse occurred um so clearly a response to that trauma um and she did it in secret of course and even up after uh 30 over 30 years you know she's man managed to keep so much secret um she herself is theorizing here she says you know maybe i always felt dirty inside or maybe I was just trying to destroy myself I think both of those are pretty astute observations and, and I can relate I not to the eating cleanser but I can relate to having bulimia and knowing it was terrible for me and knowing it wasn't solving my problems but also being able to be like well I'm pretty sure I'm doing it because of this this and this and I didn't hit all of the reasons I didn't understand it completely but I understood enough to know that it was a psychological response you know but I was it was pretty stuck you know it's like any other addiction it's just, it's you depend on it that's why you hide it so you can keep doing it um so what I wrote like yeah I was just I just wrote yes yeah, she has this very this is a maladaptive meaning bad for you coping mechanism that de developed it's not like she was like this will fix my problems i'm gonna find some cleanser it just it happened it could have even been accidental the first time it happened um, which we see with a lot of these um episodes if i'm remembering correctly but regardless she it says she does it for like up to 10 times a day i believe um and she says it doesn't give me a high you know it doesn't make me physically high it's just it makes me feel better like there's just something about it um, that makes her feel like perhaps she's in control. So the first clip I'm going to play is a clip of Crystal telling her adult daughter, Jennifer, we don't get Jennifer's age. Crystal's 44. Jennifer looks to be like maybe early 20s, um, unless she's a little bit younger and just looks older. But 
I, yeah, I gather she's early 20s. And, and essentially what's happening in this clip is poor Crystal is being vulnerable with her daughter about the truth. So here we go. Don't mind the clicking. You know, you are one of the most important people in my life. And I have been eating this household cleanser. What? It's creepy, I know. It kind of blindsided me, Mom. I know. I'm sorry, I don't know what to say. The look on her face, it hurt my feelings because she looked frightened. How often do you do it? Um, daily. For how long? Since I was 12. What is this doing to your insides? You don't ingest things like that. I think that I downplayed through the years maybe the harm that it could have done. Sorry. I, I think the person you need to be apologizing to is yourself. Maybe I need to matter to me more than I do. I don't even know what I fully think of it yet. I mean, I'm scared for my mom's health. Did you, did you ever read like the warning label? Yes, I did. And it actually says that if you ingest it, to drink a glass of water and call your physician. Maybe harmful if swallowed or inhaled. Wash hands after handling and before eating, drinking, chewing gum, using tobacco, or using the toilet. They don't want this anywhere inside of you. I'm sorry. I, I am, honey, and I, I love you so much. Okay, so obviously that's heartbreaking. And I think what's what was striking to me is Crystal is at a point and she's not um she's not defensive. And yes, she's older, but I that doesn't necessarily mean that one would not be defensive or in denial. So Crystal's on this show, she's also actively like, I want to be honest about this as a means of, of stopping, of getting help. And her daughter is obviously upset, but is not rude, is not accusatory. It's just, it's a very, it's sad, but it's a really genuine interaction. And you can tell, I feel you can tell that Crystal's a good mom. Um, boy. Uh, and so then she gets into details, you know, about the physical toll that this has, this has taken. And interestingly enough, um, despite what it must, as, like as Jennifer pointed out, as much as it must be doing to her insides, we don't, uh, in this episode, we don't focus on that. When we visit the doctor for the, you know, which always happens, it's a dentist. Um, and I am going to play that clip because it's pretty astounding, the interaction that they have. Again, Crystal's a really good person. So um, she, Crystal's talking about how back in 1994, again, this is 2011, so uh, like 17 years prior, um, she, wait... 11 plus 6. Yeah, 17. I did math. Look at me. Um, <laughs> uh, she had almost all of her teeth worked on it some in some way. There were, I believe she said, some needed root canals, some needed, I don't know, caps, whatever. Um, 
And now, you know, her teeth are all erect. She's losing them again, or she's losing some. There's a lot of pain. And when she talks, you can tell, like, she's kind of talking with her mouth, with trying not to move certain parts of her mouth because she's clearly in pain. Um, and she says she's been getting these knots in her on her gums that are producing pus. So that's, like, fucking horrifying. And again, I will say, as someone who struggled with bulimia um, for you know, over eight years, um, and, you know, was anorexic before that, but especially the bulimia, I was constantly terrified of what I was, what was going to happen to my teeth. I still have teeth falling out nightmares. And as far as I know, all my teeth are fine and I'm really fortunate. Um, but that's not always the case. And in the case of, you know, a cleanser that is eroding, that can erode, you know, like lime and calcium buildup, like that's, you know, your teeth are also a buildup of, of carbon. Um, so, yeah, so she goes to the dentist, and I'm just going to go ahead and play this clip. Because it's, I also really, um, you know, not every professional that they get on a show like this is going to be, you know, someone that changes a life. Um, but this this woman is. So we're going to play this clip right now. office to find out what the prognosis is on my teeth. I'm nervous about being told you're going to lose them all. There's no saving them. It's nerve wracking. I reviewed your health history and I had a chance to look at your x-rays okay. and uh, we can talk about what's going on. My initial reaction when I saw Crystal's x-rays was shock. This is probably one of the worst smells I've ever seen. It's comparable to someone who is addicted to meth. Okay. How did your teeth get so eroded? I know that you have a history of tobacco use, but... I have been ingesting a household cleanser for 30 years plus. The acid content in the cleanser has slowly eroded the enamel of Crystal's teeth away and she's to the point now where everything's gone. I have some good news and some bad news. The bad news is all the teeth on top need to come out. Okay. There's no saving any of them. Okay. okay. Um, the good news is that we can save some on the bottom. We prepared a treatment plan for you. Whenever you're ready to wow. begin. Wow, okay. Okay, it's $19,000 yeah. worth, of, worth of damage and repair wow. that the cleanser addiction has done. Financially, I can't do it. Okay. Do you think that you can do it mentally? I can do it mentally, yeah. I have to. If you can commit to me that you're going to stop eating the cleanser, I would like to do this work for you for free. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. You just, I want you to be healthy and you have to take care of yourself. I will. Okay. There's no words to explain how grateful you feel towards somebody that does something like that that's never met you before. She's the answer to a prayer. I don't know if Crystal's gonna be able to quit the cleanser. She's essentially killed her teeth. I, I'm concerned as to what it's doing to the rest of her body. Okay, so, I mean, yeah, astounding for a few reasons. Just the the depth of damage is really astounding. Um, and then, you know, to have somebody 
a professional like this, she's so concerned about this woman and sees the good in her, like that she's like, I'll do this for free. Granted, we all know dental work is really overpriced, but to say like, I will do, you know, what would normally, I will spend the time for what would normally profit me thousands and thousands of dollars. And I will spend that time for free. Like that's a big deal. Cause that's a lot of serious fucking work that she has to get done. Um, and of course we hear her, she's like, and it could be for not, but basically like, I don't know. She still has to change her behavior. Right. It's not gonna, it's the reason that they, you know, they don't give liver transplants to people that are active alcoholics a lot because they're like, but what if you're going to ruin the next one kind of a thing? Um, that's not my judgment. It's just like shit I've seen on medical TV shows. Um, right. And then again, this is where I wrote down, like, especially here after having been probed the way she talks shows how much her teeth and mouth hurt. Yeah. And I was like really moved by this gesture. Sorry, I wrote on paper. So you're going to hear some paper. <laughs> um right and then but yeah it's just really powerful i this crystal story i mean obviously i've watched this episode like three times but it stuck with me um and and we'll see you know she it's a lot different than this the next story we're going to talk about so now of course crystal is you know consulting a therapist um i didn't uh i didn't capture all the clips of this um but basically the therapist i think does a really good job of helping crystal to un kind of understand why habits like this can develop um she really doesn't just tell her she probes with the right kind of questions which i thought was really cool to see um she says you know when this started after your abuse was it something that was sneaky and, and crystal's saying yeah it was always sneaky you know something i was getting away with and the therapist said, okay, and is there something else that was sneaky that was happening at that time? And she's like, oh God, you know, the molestation, of course it's sneaky. When you are, when you are victimized at a young age, you're manipulated. The person that's manipulating you is A, of course, trying to keep it a secret and B is, is making it clear to you one way or another that you need to keep it a secret. Um, and you often blame yourself because that's the only thing that makes sense to a young brain. Like, why must it must it couldn't just happen? Um, and so the way that this therapist explains it is essentially like one facet to trauma is that victims often go numb and in order to not feel, which is extremely true. And it's not a choice, you know, necessarily. It's just something that happens. The brain does to protect itself and it can be a part of PTSD. Um and the cleanser was so bad, was so dangerous, was so hidden that it gave her a boost of something, of feeling something. And we hear a lot about people who have trauma and they will be adrenaline seekers or, you know, on the obvious like drug and alcohol abuse to feel something. And so what the therapist is explaining is essentially like, this was your response. Like, though it is not drugs or alcohol or this or that thing that's more common, it's serving the same purpose for you. It's keeping you feeling something and that to you is a comfort and it's an avoidance of the real pain and the, and the, you know, um, feeling, feeling, even feeling the pain of what the cleanser is doing is a way of avoiding feeling the pain of the abuse. So, uh, that's, those are my words. Um, 
And what she says, basically, she hasn't done it that day that we're watching her. And she says, I want today to be the first day I've not done it. So she and she hasn't at that point. So I'm just going to play a quick little clip um, that I think. Oh, no, not quite. We have a little bit more from her, but it's the second to last clip that we have for Crystal. Let me just get it to the right spot. All right, sorry guys, some technical issues. I'm gonna pause my recording. Okay. We're gonna try again. Technical difficulties. Sorry about it. Here we go. Or a negative. I used to write and then I had a fire, lost everything. And I never wrote after that. Wouldn't it be lovely to write down your experiences so someone else doesn't have to go through what you went through? You know what? If one person wouldn't have to go through what I went through, it'd be worth it. <laughs> I'm Samantha, and I'm addicted to tanning. Whoops, sorry. We got a little into Samantha there, but uh, we'll, we'll get to her, guys. Don't worry. All right. Um... So, yeah, I kind of just, I wanted to play that clip because it was a really genuine uh, moment where Crystal was like, yeah, actually there are other things that I have done to try to feel or to help myself. Um, and I'm willing to try them again and I want to try them again. So I thought that was uplifting, you know, that clearly made an impact. She wasn't just saying, oh yeah, sure, I'll, I'll be fine. Um, okay, so... After this, Crystal says, you know, I have an addictive personality. I smoke, I drink coffee, and I, and I eat this cleanser. Uh, and the therapist teaches her what is called grounding. She doesn't use that term, but grounding is basically a way to respond to your panic. Um, not to avoid anything or not to distract yourself, but to get yourself on like a calm level so you can appropriately deal with whatever is triggering you or appropriately get yourself away from the trigger so she has this does this like five deep breath exercise to help her and they do it together and she says oh wow after that I actually I felt you know like indicating that she felt calm crystal uh, and the therapist says it's what you have it's with you 24 7 and I just wrote, she's, you know, she's a good therapist because she's making good points, but that's not the only thing she offered. She didn't just walk in the room and go, here, do some deep breathing. Like she explained why and how and what you're trying to do with it. And that's the only way for thing, for anything like that to be impactful. Um, and, you know, now she's encouraging her, you know, use your writing as a replacement behavior, which is really, really excellent. And um, so we he, we see in the little captions that she stopped eating the cleanser and is now writing. She's filled up two journals and she's continuing therapy. Um, and I was going to play the last clip, which is 
the end of the episode, basically. Um, but obviously, we're going to go back and talk about Samantha. So let's play our last clip for Crystal. Sorry, guys. I'm trying to use my cursor. Okay, close enough. Here we go. Once again, technical difficulties. That anymore. When you carry a secret for 30 years, it's a heavy weight. It's a burden. And especially when it's a secret of something that you're doing, that could potentially be harmful, it's a weight. And I really am excited to think about that weight being removed. Okay. All right, sorry again about the technical difficulties, including my own speaking. Don't know why I couldn't get those words out. Um, so now we're gonna go back and talk about Samantha, who's also really interesting. And one thing that I find very interesting about Samantha's story um, is that we learn a lot more about, about her addiction or the reason for her addiction closer to the end. Like her mystery, she has a little bit of a mystery. Um, but I, I like that we get some answers. So pardon me while I wipe my nose. <laughs> Lovely. All right, so Samantha's 20, and she is addicted to tanning. And they are mostly focusing on her tanning in tanning beds with, you know, UV lights. You've seen them. They look like coffins, but they're, like, lined with blue laser lights, and you're supposed to wear glasses while you're in them, and they cook you, basically. Um, but she also, we find out, um, tans outside. Uh, so Samantha tans three times a day for a total of 60 minutes that and again that means tanning salons um not spray tans but tanning beds um and by three times a day she explains specifically that she goes to three different tanning salons per day to sit to lay or stand depending on how it's set up in the light bed for 20 minutes each and that's illegal or it's not illegal but it would be illegal for an actual salon to let you do that so she's hacking the rules by going to three different places because it's really bad for you it's just way too much uv um exposure and then we find out other ways that she like makes it even more dangerous for herself um and she also excuse me tans in the sun and uses straight up vegetable oil on her body to get darker 
Um, and she says in her intro, I think about tanning 24 seven and it's so annoying when people talk to me about skin cancer, like I'm stupid, like I don't know. So basically she's saying like, yeah, I know that there's that risk, but like, shut up about it. <laughs> like I'm, I'm doing what I want to do. She's not saying I won't get sick necessarily. It's just not really her concern. Um, and she's saying I'm not stupid because clearly she gets it. Uh oh. Maybe not to the full extent that she needs to, but she's aware that it's an issue. Um, so, yeah, she doesn't, she's kind of talking to us about how she doesn't even, she, like, here's an example of how she is knowingly harming herself. She doesn't wear those little funny goggles that you're supposed to put. They're just like little things. They're not even goggles. They just, they're like, little balls you put on your eye in your eye socket to protect like your eye underneath your eyelids and she doesn't wear them because then she she doesn't want to look stupid she says the tan won't she'll have a raccoon tan um and then we get you know the the genesis of this was when she was 13 her stepdad got her a tanning package which i would guess she asked for i mean i remember girls tanning when i was in high school i never did it but I, um in beds i mean i I have definitely tan outside when I'm like a lot, but um, I don't know that it was his idea. They didn't really clarify that, but it's just like she got hooked and he's like, I didn't expect her to be that into it, but now it's like her whole life. Now she's 27 years later um, and we meet her stepdad and her mother, Celia, who's like really strikingly gorgeous. Not in a way that you're like, whoa, who's this? But like you see, she's just a lady and then you look at her and you're like, oh, whoa whoa you are really fucking pretty um and uh we get an overview about how samantha admittedly has tanned so much that she's had an incident before where by the end of the day her skin was cracked and bleeding because it was she was so burned um and she and her stepdad and mother are discussing premature aging and her line is that's what Botox is for. And it's like, honey, Botox doesn't give you new skin. Like, I don't think she really, this is where the denial comes in. Like, oh, I can just, you know, replace parts of my body and inject things and it won't matter. And there will be no harm done. Like, no, nah, the skin you have is the skin you have for good. And this really reminds me of, um, <laughs> God, I have had so many nightmare jobs in my past and I'm not, I won't get into the full story. Maybe on Patreon, somebody wants to know. DM me and I'll do a Patreon about it but I was a nanny when I was in my early 20s to this nightmare family and in the it just the 13 year old girl turned out to be like pretty deranged like maybe borderline personality disorder I don't know but um Meantime, I remember being in a car with them. They were also very privileged and being in a car with them on the way to their dentist appointment. And um, the six, said said 13-year-old girl who had braces, you know, was going to the orthodontist or whatever. And she was like, her mom was saying something about the importance of brushing teeth. And she said, well, it's like, what's the big deal? Like, if you ruin your teeth, you just get new teeth. And I was like, what the fuck like you're 13 and you're just like yeah i'll just get new teeth like are you kidding me anyway and i was bulimic at the time and so i was so terrified of ruining my teeth i just couldn't believe couldn't believe it so samantha's kind of rocking that attitude of like what's a botox is for um and 
Uh, and then they're like, what about your senior pictures, honey? She's like, I hate those because like, I guess she's not tan enough, but in their mind, it's like, well, you look like a human. Um, she just looks really, she's very brown and she just, her skin looks really dry and old and like, like dry, you know, like old man, dry hands, like, and she has a lot of like burns. You can tell that she has burns, burn marks on her belly. Um, so then we see her lubing up with vegetable oil in like the above ground pool tanning. Um, and she's kind of, she's telling us if I miss one day of tanning, I feel like I've lost the whole month of tanning. I feel pale, you know, so it's very, very deeply psychological. You know, this is not about reality, obviously. So let's play this first clip that I have of Samantha that I want to share. Um, this is Samantha visiting the dermatologist. Uh, I figured it'd be more interesting than me trying to rattle off a bunch of things that he said. And also I felt like he did a good job of just being straightforward with her without being like, without being hysterical. Okay. Hopefully this works. It's loading. It's loading. Get your hands again. They look like old people hands. You had to point that out. Exactly. <laughs> My name is Samantha, I'm 20, and I'm addicted to tanning. When I tan in a tanning bed, I will actually scoot down from the face lamps because the face lamps have a UV protection for your face. So I'll scoot down underneath it so that my face will actually get even with the rest of my body. I'm at the dermatologist today. I'm here just to kind of make everybody stop telling me that I basically have skin cancer. And I'm kind of nervous. The reason I haven't been to a dermatologist is because of the nervous feeling and because I do not want to hear what he has to say to me. How often are you tanning? I go three times a day, 20 minutes each time. So it's like 60 minutes a day. That's, that's really excessive. Just having gone to a tanning bed increases your risk of getting a melanoma, which can kill you, by 75%. Right. You're doing it two or three times a day, so your skin will not only look substantially older, it's your, your risk for skin cancer is has got to be astronomical. So from starting from your face, you've already developed signs of sun damage and, and also aging. I mean, you've got lines here around your eyes that are lines that people usually don't get until their 40s. So then we come down to your hands. If I look at your hands again, they look... Like old people hands? I they, know. They look like old people hands, exactly. You had to point that out. <laughs> exactly. Those are signs of sun damage. You're giving this to yourself. You're actually very fortunate. I don't see any signs of skin cancer, which is great, but the risk of melanoma is still huge in someone like you. I'm pretty excited that the doctor didn't find any skin cancer, so now I can go home and tell people I told you so. Given Samantha's current behavior patterns, I think her future is, is pretty grim. I think she's absolutely will develop skin cancer at some point, and it may actually kill her. So that's a pretty classic reaction for this show. Um, you know, Crystal, who we saw immediately get with the program, that's not the norm. Um, Samantha's response to all of that really awful news was, yay, no signs of skin cancer that he can see yet. Going to go show everybody, <laughs> like, told you so, which is just, you know, it's a, it's a symptom of the denial. Like, I need this. I need this. I'm going to justify it. Um, and we see her get further than that. But, you know... It's, 
It's hard to hear that. Um, and I wrote, it's, it's just so similar to an eating disorder. Um, there's major denial, you know, and it's like a means to an end, like, okay, all right, I'm not dying. I went to the doctor. My heartbeat was normal. I'm fine. And it's like, no, honey, because your whole lifestyle is like really, really destructive. But I, I can fully relate to that level of denial. Um, so then she goes to, or she's about to go to therapy, but first we see these burn marks on her belly, which I recognize not because I'm of tanning, um, but because I have accidentally done that to myself by overusing a heating pad. So like you can get like electrical burns pretty easily. And the, I had these ugly marks on my belly for a long time and it scared me because I was afraid I was just using it for comfort because I have digestive issues, but I was really afraid that I had like permanently damaged my skin just from that. Um, so now she's going to therapy um, where we're going to learn uh, eventually like, more yeah we're gonna learn about like kind of where did this come from where where did this originate um and yeah so i'll play this clip and then we'll talk about it some more and this is therapy like i said i think i said that What's the longest period you've gone without tanning? Um, maybe a day. That's about it. When you're laying in the bed, can you describe that feeling to me? It does make me feel secure, warm, safe. You know, because there's nothing, like my phone is not with me. Mm -hmm. Nobody's bugging me. Everything is just me and this color I'm about to get. <laughs> Did you notice when you first started tanning that you you received a lot of positive reinforcement? People would be like, oh, you look so tan, you look so good. Um, and I like soaked that in like, oh, really? Okay, let me keep doing it. Samantha does not want to give up the tanning because it is a part of her. This is her identity. This is who Samantha is, a very tan individual. We want to find out what else Samantha is because I'm sure she's a lot more than just a tan person. To me, it seems like the tanning is almost a mask, an armor of really what's going on inside. Did you ever get bullied when you were little? When I was uh, 14, I got into a relationship and he wasn't the ideal boyfriend. He was one that would tell you, you're ugly, you're fat, you're never gonna find somebody. He, you were controlled. I was controlled, completely controlled. And I kind of believed that this was okay. Everything was okay. Um, that's not okay. Boom, there it is. Okay, so we find out, yeah, this was a response to being controlled. This is how she took control back. And much, again, much like with an eating disorder, she, it started out, she got lots of compliments. They were like, oh, we like you better now that you're tan, basically, is what she heard. Even though that's not what was meant. Um, so, wow. Uh, so she was really unaware of that relationship between the tanning and being put down. Like, tanning is her control. Yeah. <sighs> You know, and, and I, I find that a little empowering for her. I think she starts to feel a little empowered by that. Um, she even says when I'm done and it goes, well, if I'm if I'm done tanning and the therapist is like, oh, you said when, let's stick with when. Um, she says it has to be my choice, which is true. It's absolutely pointless if it's not her choice. I agree with that 100 percent. 
Um, and they discuss replacement behaviors, getting a manicure, taking a hot shower, using an electric blanket, which she says, oh, I have one of those. And it feels like a tanning bed just without the color. And the therapist says, yeah, without the cancer. It's like, okay, okay. Um, and then like our last little blurb on her, I don't have any more clips for her. Our last blurb is um, she's trying to tan only once a day, but she's still tanning. But hey, if that's, that's you know, she's cutting out 67% of her tanning that's a big step you can't always expect somebody to stop or start a behavior just immediately i mean who does like who starts running a mile every day all of a sudden you have to work your way up to things or work your way down off of things who stops smoking in a day not most people don't and if they do they usually end up starting again because they didn't modify their behavior in a sustainable way so yeah so that's my opinion. Um, gosh, I guess we're done, guys. That was really fun. Uh, uh, yeah, hit me up. Let me know what you think. Um, what other shows would you like to hear? Because I think there's lots out there like this that I can do some for the main feed, some for the Patreon feed. Uh, if you become a patron, you have every ability to kind of commission shows that's up there on those tiers to let me know what you want to hear about and maybe even be on a show with me um, so again i'm just going to throw out that my patreon page is patreon.com slash a w d w l um, and the page itself is a w d w l question mark you'll see my face and it'll say and what did we learn is creating a podcast and there's three tiers uh you to get the bonus content, you only have to be at the lowest tier, but there's more perks as you go up. And I'm creating and getting more merch. I'm thinking about getting Patreon to produce some merch because I've heard that it's quite good quality. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, again, Kim, thank you so much for being my very first patron and for being uh, so kind and helpful and giving me feedback. Pa Kim is, like, helping me make my Patreon page better. Uh, so if you want to help me do that, please... <laughs> By all means, go to patreon.com slash A-W-D-W-L. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I love you. I am so happy to be talking to you once again. And the schedule for this show is now going to be Saturdays. So I'm going to be doing everything in my power to put out a new episode every Saturday, usually by Saturday evening. All right. And tomorrow, please check out uh, Coast to Coast Cocktails for a new episode. We will have an episode up about the movie Camp from 2003, I believe. Very, very fun. Uh, that'll be me and Justine. So you got that to look forward to tomorrow. All right. Thanks for listening. Keep learning. Bye bye. When I'm out on a quiet spree, fighting vainly the old ennui. And I suddenly turn and see your fabulous face. I get no kick from champagne, mere alcohol doesn't thrill me at all so tell me why should it be true that i get a kick out of you some they may go for cocaine 
sure that if I took even one sniff, it would bore me to riff thickly too. Yet I get a kick out of you. I get a kick every time I see you standing there before me. I get a kick, though it's clear to see you obviously do not adore me. I get no kick in a plane. Some gal in the skies, my idea, nothing to do. Yet I get a kick, you give me a boot. I get a kick out of you.